crypto, Bitcoin. You hear the terms, but should you even care? And are these really the currencies of the future? How do these things even work? Well, I'm Aaron Greger, and these are the questions that I wanted the answers to. So I started a podcast. Join me and explore the topic of cryptocurrency with my friend Gary Leland and other industry experts. Welcome to Clarifying Crypto. All right, welcome to another episode of Clarifying Crypto. I'm Aaron Greger here with my co-host Gary Leland. Gary, welcome. We're still in the middle. We are like we're recording this in the middle of April. We are in the midst of quarantine, and uh, it's just kind of been some. We're still in some pretty interesting times. Have you done anything? Have you learned anything new in quarantine? Anything that you've gotten into that you weren't into before? You had to get locked up. Um. Well, yeah, I am. I'm uh, actually quarantine has been kind of good to me. I've started moving. You know, I took on the uh, position as executive vice president for Biz Talk Radio. Yes. Yeah. You got a you got a job. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're the person that said that to me. I was talking Mm -hmm. to someone about that last night, and I said, "Yeah, a friend of mine said you're like going to work for someone." I said, "Really?" I couldn't remember who said that. That was, <laughs> that was me. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, because I, my retail stores are basically shut down, I've really had nothing to do. So, well, this is my third interview today. So, I guess I've had something to do with sitting in an interview, but third time I've been on uh, air today. So, I decided to uh, go after and start working on that. And I've learned quite a bit. I'm really kind of an expert at Spreaker now. I didn't know all the features that Spreaker has. And, um, I've learned quite a bit, to be honest with you. I've, this has been a very a good experience for me, whether I stick with them long-term or not. It's been a good experience for me. I've learned a lot about podcasting and a lot about radio, maybe more say than I knew about podcasting. So I'm enjoying this J-O-B. Yeah. Uh, even though I don't have a boss. <laughs> Someone calls and starts yelling at me. I'm going to just tell them to get, you know. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, tell them where to shove it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think, uh, I think, and then. uh you know, it's open doors over at Spreaker too, which is uh, so. What's Spreaker? I know I've heard it, and I'm drawing a blank, and I know we're Spreaker's going off crypto. Spreaker's a hosting but... platform. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but uh, what they can do is they can put ads in your podcast. As okay. To, as selected spots, so you can check and say, "I want an ad before I open, or two ads before I open, or no ads before I open," and uh, you can go through your file and go, I want to add here, here, and here. I want one ad here, two ads there, one ad there. I want to add when it's over. And then they have people that advertise with them and they fill in the spots where you tell them they can put commercials. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then they find the commercials for you? Mm-hmm. They find the oh. ads for you. Right. And it's uh, it looks like a good way to monetize to me, it's, but it's not like every spot. They don't have enough commercials. Okay. So we fill up all the requests for the people that I guess they're hosting because, you know, for instance, I did a show the other day and I put uh, my normal thing is I put in, you know, the the commercials for the their shows have three breaks because they're radio shows. So they mm-hmm. have special breaks. Hey, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. And that happens three times. Right. And unlike a podcast, a radio show has a time clock. They're right. going to cut to that sponsor at nine minutes and 30 seconds. Whether yeah. you're ready to or not, you know, so you can real easily find the spots. And I'll notice that some of the times they'll go, and hey, we'll be right back after work from our sponsor and a commercial will be there. Well, maybe I said to put two, but one will be there. Uh, or maybe it'll say it and there is no commercial there. 
you know, and I said, put two commercials there and there's none. So obviously they don't have enough commercial spots to uh, fill up the request because they don't want to do the same commercial either to the same person. So um, I guess they can tell somehow how that's happening. So I'm kind of interesting to see how it's going, but I'm working on one show now, which is a big show. This guy, he's on Fox News a lot. Uh, a lot of people will know who he is if they watch Fox Business News, not Fox News, but Fox Business News. So I'm working on his show. I'm with him right now, which has been real interesting too. That's been real interesting in itself. So Actually, I'm making a lot of new connections in new areas that I hadn't made before. So this will be a very good thing. And like I said, I haven't, I haven't had them say, no, I just tell them what we're going to do. And they yeah. say, well, tell so-and-so. I've told them whatever you say is what we're doing. So they seem to have given me carte blanche. I guess they probably know at 65, I'm not going to listen to a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you probably, you've been around the block enough in the podcasting world, you know, Hopefully what you're talking about, right? They have, they have no idea what I'm talking about. I think the owner of the company, I don't think he's going to be listening to this podcast. So I think I can say it, but I don't think he'd ever listened to a podcast the day before he met me, you know, so he could see what was going on. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people who've never, it's amazing to me how, even when I talk about what I do, it's, oh, what, it, what is that? How do I find a podcast? All of that. And I mean, as much as like we're, I mean, you've been doing it way longer than I have, but it's so second nature to me. And it's so second nature about like my kids listen to podcasts. I listen, like we have a, like podcasting is our world. And yet we're only at about 50% of the population. It just went up to 51, I think last year. I'm surprised it's that high. Exactly. Well, yeah. And it just seems like there's a really long way to go in, in terms of podcasting. So well, it moved quickly though. Um, not as a whole since it started in 2004 and in 2010, no one still knew what a podcast was, but right. in the last six years, let's say it's really done a massive growth. Yeah. I mean, most of its growth has been to me in the last, definitely after 2010. Cause I remember I'd go to like, I remember going to an Apple store asking the guy there if he knew what a podcast was, and he told me no. <laughs> That's know? crazy. They were like one of the biggest podcasting directories out there. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Well, let's talk about crypto and podcasting. So I was telling you before we hit record, <laughs> excuse me, we're just such an interesting time because, you know, we're in the middle of this coronavirus issue. So the economy is at a standstill right now. We really don't know what's going to happen. And we're about to go into our next mining half. So I know there's a lot of predictions and certainty around that. But basically, you could make a, any stance you'd ever want around cryptocurrency or Bitcoin specifically, and you could find a supporting article for it. We're about to crash. Right. Uh, again, we're about to it's, it's about to hit the run. It's going to stall a little bit after May and then it's going to hit there. It's just. It's hilarious to me because everybody's got a prediction, yet no one really knows what they're talking about. It's like uh, I saw an article today, Ross Ulbrich in prison predicted Bitcoin is going to go down to 3,500. I don't know how he's making these predictions. I, I saw they that They don't article. even allow him to access a computer because he's considered. <laughs> I mean, his mom's told me that. She's great. Lynn is really great. I've talked to her multiple yeah. times, but she's told me he's not even allowed to access a computer because he's considered a cyber criminal type of thing. <laughs> so he can't even, and they're scared that if he got on a computer, I mean, unless they've changed it in the last year, but if he got on a computer, he'd be able to hack his way out of prison or something, <laughs> I guess. So I don't know how he's really getting the information he needs to make that prediction. But then I saw uh, Kawasaki, the author, and then two articles down, Kawasaki, the author of 
rich dad, poor dad said, Bitcoin's getting ready to go through the roof. The biggest thing we've ever seen, you know, and those articles were like only in my blog reader, two posts between them, you know? So yeah. you're right. There's complete opposites. One is going to be the lowest it's been since 2016. And the other one that's going to be the highest has been ever in history. And they're, well, I don't know if it was the same article, but I was reading that article about how it was about to go down because we hit 10 in February and then it crashed to 3,500. But I'm like, but it's saying that the same indicators are there that allowed it to go, that went from 10 to 3,500. But I'm like, those indicators were like when Corona hit, the coronavirus hit the US and the economy stopped. So I don't know how those indicators are coming from the same unless there's like a new virus coming and we're going to stop some more but it just was very interesting to me that it was those same indicators and if you remember correctly not that i'm a financial advisor but i told you we're not neither of us are it was 3800 i told you that was the bottom didn't i i said i was gonna buy because it was the bottom and you said how did you know it was the bottom i said i don't know i just felt like i couldn't go too wrong no matter even if i was wrong yeah and it turned out to be the bottom so i was um I'm kind of patting myself on the back there. Maybe you need to be writing these articles. <laughs> it's like the weatherman, right? Like, or weather woman or weather person. You could say, I mean, you can say whatever you predict and what you think, and nobody really questions you. Nobody goes back to say, oh, you know, you were right or wrong, but it just, yeah, you've been it's wrong 25 times. Why would we believe you now? You know, and you, right. get, you get just as much cred on your 26th time. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, but yeah, it's, uh, and that's, uh, and, I've, and I saw the same thing for XRP the other day. It was going to go down the lowest ever, but it's getting ready to break this point. And if it breaks this Fibonacci point, it's going to the moon, you know? So that's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, you know, that's why they say you have to do your own research. You can't like just take someone's word for something because it was a, both perfect examples. Well, and it's both perfect examples. And I mean, even, you know, we're dealing with something that really we've, it was developed during the last economic uh recession so we really never have seen it go through so no one can really predict anything you know what i mean like and the thing is too i think we've talked about this before but even when it comes to the stock market you've got the history you've got more substance behind the decisions and the numbers but people can't even predict that either like you never could have predicted this is you know this virus is going to hit the us and things are going to crash so you it's such a it is such a grain of salt and you really have to do your own research and kind of go with your own gut feel i hate to say that and like like i said we we neither of us are financial advisors we just happen to invest in bitcoin but um you could find proof for any argument you want and so it really has to be of what you believe and you know what you're willing to risk and what you're willing to try because you could you could find any article if you're on the fence and wanted to scare yourself away from it or make the case to invest in it because it's about to go to a million. So but even you had an- in the stock market, who would have predicted what's happened with stocks in the last week and a half? Oh my gosh. You know, you know, uh, my wife was wanting us to get completely out. And I said, no, I think we need to wait a couple more days. And oh my gosh, last week was the best week the market's had since the thirties, you know, and Am- this week it's yeah. up again. Amazon's at, I love Amazon stock has done very well for me. I haven't sold any, but I mean, it's higher than it's the highest it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's up. I mean, like I said, I'm just talking the market as a whole, you know, uh, we were ready to put everything into cash. And now I'm glad I told my wife in the, cause that was a Friday evening. She was like panicking. I said, let's see what happens Monday. Cause I'm a little, I think 
being involved with Bitcoin for the last couple of years, <laughs> nothing bothers me much. You, you know, you have no emotion anymore. Yeah, like yeah. you've, you have no heart. Like I've it's written just... it from 20,000 to 3,200, you know? So I was like, let's just give it till Monday. And then it kept, went up Monday and it went up Tuesday and it went up Wednesday and it went up Thursday and it went up, well, Friday was good Friday. Then it sat, dropped a little yesterday, but it's up, up today big. So I'm, I'm going, okay, are you happy we didn't sell? And she goes, I never said sell. I was like, oh, right. No, it's hilarious. There was an itch. What was that article you posted? It was like, can you retire? I want you to expand that. So you have the four four can minute crypto podcast. Bitcoin. Can you retire off one Bitcoin? That was your. Was it today that you? Yeah, that came out this morning. Yeah. So what was the, I didn't I didn't research in there. What is the con, uh, consensus on that? Can well, do you think at some point that one Bitcoin in time will be enough to retire off of because of the amount of Bitcoins that there are. And, uh, you know, and the fact that younger people mm -hmm. basically are buying Bitcoin because they're so turned off on stocks. So they're going to digital currency and that Bitcoin will be considered and classified as a uh, asset that you'll asset class that you'll need to be in like gold is. Mm -hmm. And uh, that people will start moving their money into that, especially as we start having the inflation caused by this. $12 trillion or $10 trillion or how many trillion it is that they're printing that they keep uh, people, adding it. Yeah. And I had a conversation with someone last night, you know, we already have the boomers. Let's face it, control most of the wealth. Mm -hmm. I mean, they grew up in a time when it was prosperity. We were on the gold standard and uh, mild inflation. So they've got a lot of wealth and they had a lot of opportunities that um, younger kids aren't getting now. Younger kids are seeing their second financial crisis in their life. You know, uh, where boomers really never saw one when they were young and starting to move into things. That's interesting. So, so boomers control the money and they're dying, you know, because they're I'm on the younger end of it at 65. My brother, who's almost 80. Right. And as they're dying, this wealth is going down to millennials. And um, they when they're receiving the money, a lot of them are not into stocks. And even if they are into stocks, they're still into Bitcoin way more than boomers were because they understand what the internet is and they understand at least ways they know how to use the internet. You know, right. At least ways. So that more people will be buying Bitcoin. And we had the conversation last night on the show I was as to whether the coronavirus was speeding up that process since older people are dying at a much higher rate than younger people. Mm. Uh, so was the wealth transfer happening quickly um, and maybe in the United States, it's, you know, you see these big numbers in the United States and they go, oh, it's more than Italy. Well, it ought to be more than Italy. Italy's <laughs> the size of Florida. Is it more than Florida? Oh, I mean, don't so, get me started on this. Anyway, yeah. yes. But, oh, but I in, know. in other parts of the world, they have a really high rate, you know, percentage wise per the population compared to right. the U.S., I think. I'm not a scientist and I'm not a financial advisor, but those right. people also are getting inheritances. And uh, so they're putting some of theirs into Bitcoin is what the article is proposing. It, it didn't have about the death. I added that. But it did have about the millennials getting the money. And so as the millennials get the money, they put it in to Bitcoin at a higher rate than the boomers would have because the boomers are comfortable. Stocks and IRAs have been very good for boomers. Exactly. You know, so they're not. Why like, well, switch it up now? Yeah. 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 So let's get out of this thing that's doing good. But the younger people don't have the faith in IRAs and stocks and a lot of them. You know, 
a lot of kids, this, this is going to change everything, this virus. A lot of these kids have been working at a college, changing jobs, you know, trying to move up the ladder because they're not working mm -hmm. for themselves. And maybe they're not saving a lot of money, but they're moving up the ladder and now they're canned. And they got right. no money. And they're going, what have I been wasting my ass off for 10 years trying to move up this corporate ladder? Now my company's out of business or my company's not hiring me back. And I'm starting all over from scratch. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, what are they going to do? You know, are they going to be, I don't know what they're going to do. That's a good question, I guess. But yeah, things are changing. And that's what the article yeah. is saying. One Bitcoin could be all you need uh, as time goes by and the value of Bitcoin goes up. And it's the buy and hold. And we've talked about this too. I was listening. It was a Bitcoin podcast, but it was a story of the woman who somebody got her into Walmart very early on. And she had, I mean, by the time this uh, financial person had gotten a hold of her account, I mean, she was four or 5 million into Walmart. And he asked her, he's like, you know, how did you get into this? And she was like, oh, I, my friend worked for them when they first went public or something. And she bought like $1,100 worth. But over the course of like 30 years, I mean, this wasn't a, she wrote it out um, overnight. You know, she was a millionaire. And he said, you know, had she really been paying attention to this and freaked out when it fell in half or when it, you know, when bad things happen and she would have sold, she never would have accumulated this. And I think that's what really people have to understand. If you're going to see that you can retire off one, this isn't a, you know, try to play the market and keep buying high, selling low and trying to play that game. It's just, it's really a, you could try that, but it's the well, sitting for a while. Do the ignorance. Yeah. And just yeah. not even, yeah. Well, I she mean, wasn't I, checking her talks, so she had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So, as I said, her ignorance was bliss. Exactly. Now, I'm, not, I'm not giving her a hard time. I'm saying, but because she wasn't paying attention, she had $5 million worth of Walmart where you're yeah. right. I hear people all the time, not all the time. That's a terrible way to say it. But I often hear people say, I knew if I had bought that stock in 1980, I'd be rich now. And I go, you wouldn't be rich. You exactly. bought that at 20 bucks and it got to a hundred and you just saw it dip. And you go, I'm taking my profits because I'd rather when it dipped to 80, you go, I'm up. I'm taking my profits. You yeah. wouldn't have ridden it down and ridden it back up because you'd have wanted your profits. That's the hardest thing to do is to sit there and and watch that go like I did with Bitcoin. Watch that go down to twenty thousand dollars and just say, you know, I believe in this long term. So I'm just holding on to it. You know? And most people can't, you know, so. Yeah. Well, here's what cracks me up, too. So when the argument of Bitcoin and I know we're kind of going off, but. Uh, I've talked to people who won't get into Bitcoin because they missed out on the window. So whether it was $100 or $5 or even, you know, $500, because they can't get it that cheap anymore, they won't buy it. They won't look at it. And I'm of the mind. <laughs> it's not coming back. And here's the deal. Like, we can make that argument. Let's go back to Amazon stock or even Bitcoin. I mean, I'm up on the average about... 10 to 15% right now, like on the, that's pretty good in a year's time frame. Like that's better than the average and considering how much the stock market has gone down or, I mean, that's still, that's well, really, you know, Bitcoin, really good. Even with the Bitcoin bust that we had recently yeah. and everything, Bitcoin is still the best performing asset for the mm -hmm. year of 2020. And Bitcoin, if you take January the first date to today, Bitcoin's only down like two or three percent. I mean, Bitcoin yeah. in January was like seventy one hundred. Yeah. Know, and now it's sixty nine hundred. 
You yeah. know, so I mean, Bitcoin has been a pretty compared to the market, it's been a pretty safe uh, investment. Yeah. So, and if it goes up, you know, like let's say if it goes up to twenty, that's tripling your money essentially right now. I'll take a triple of my money. If you know, it's like people just kind of think irrationally. It's like even Amazon. I bought Amazon at nine hundred dollars. It was not a good deal. It's at twenty two hundred. I doubled. I. I'll, I'll double my money all day long. Like, I don't care where I buy it. Would it have been a better deal before? Sure. But I'll take the doubling of money yeah. anywhere I can take it. And people just, I, it just cracks me up how they look at it. I'm like, that's kind of silly to look at it that way. Could you have made more? Sure. But now you're going to miss out on making any kind of money because you don't want to jump in because it's not cheap enough. Yeah. And that's a terrible way to look at it. I agree completely because you're just going to miss an opportunity. So then you're going to go, Oh, Bitcoin's hundred thousand dollars. I missed my opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so I could have yeah. got it for five hundred. Um, you know. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I'm not gonna buy it anymore because it's not at seven thousand. Because yeah. I was gonna get in at seven thousand and didn't. But it it cracks me up. But speaking of cheap, I told you. Um, I was just. I'm like playing. I, I'm like, yeah. Let me just play with this. I think. I think it's like dog coin or dodge coin or dodge something coin. like that. Oh my god! <laughs> it was named after a dog. It was. That's what I was reading it. But I bought fifty dollars worth. So. I have 27,000 shares. Kiss that goodbye. Is it going to go goodbye? You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guy who invented that, um, matter of fact, I mispronounced his name wrong on a show one time, and he, he posted on my- uh, Are you serious? Posted. It's pronounced in the correct pronunciation. Oopsies. And other people were like, give him a break, because I didn't know his name. I was just reading. But anyway, he started that as a joke. Yeah. Just as a pure joke. He never expected it to ever have any value at all. And the thing about Dogecoin, though, whether it was a joke or not, the thing about Dogecoin is there is no limit on Dogecoin. They'll never okay. stop making Dogecoin. It's made to forever, for eternity, new Dogecoin will be printed or minted or mined or however it's made. So there is yeah. no cap ever on Dogecoin. So you've only got 50 bucks in it. So you so, could make some money. You could make some money. It could go up, but you're not going to get, uh, I don't think, you know, rich off of Dogecoin because they keep minting it. I made $4 in a week, though. Should I Should I take $4 and run? Or should I try to get this to eight? I don't you know. know. Uh, I don't know. You could double your money there. You <laughs> but, but I don't think you're going to get to uh, $100. You don't you know? think it's going to get to 50 cents? No, I don't. Okay. No. But it could. Yeah. I, I'm it not could. a financial advisor. I yeah. don't know. Has it ever been at 50, 50 cents? I mean, it's been I out a know. long, it's been out a long, long time. It's not yeah, like a it, brand new coin that we can't look back at the history. Let's see. Five and, years. What was its highest? If it was going to be it, it'd be 2017 would be its highest probably. Yeah, I don't know where its highest was. I can't yeah. see. I can't read this on this app. But, but that's the that's the problem I think with Dogecoin is the fact that there's no cap on Dogecoin. They can okay. make as much Dogecoin, or they not only can, it will continue to be made literally forever. You know, so, All right. so there's no not going to be any shortage of Dogecoin. Anyway. Maybe I'll see if I can get it up to sixty dollars, and I'll sell and take my ten dollars and run. That's the way to do. Yeah, sometimes you luck up on that though. A long time ago. I did XRP at 97 cents and mm -hmm. sold it at 379. And uh, I thought it was going to go up to $5 actually, because they were talking about how it'd be on Coinbase. And at the time Coinbase had just had Bitcoin cash on there and it, Bitcoin cash went through the roof. 
And then I saw an article, I get up early one morning at five, I got up and there was an article from Coinbase saying, we're not getting ready to put XRP on here. So I sold mine and I had a buddy who had the same amount. And he goes, oh, that article's BS. They're going to put it on there. And he, oh, no. he wrote it all the way down. I think he still has it. And it's like 25 cents now or something. You know? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was like down to 12 cents. Yeah. Not too long ago, too. Well, I was real happy. I got out at 379. I got it at 97 and sold at 379, I think. So I was yeah. very happy. But that, that's when I used to do, you know, shit coins. You know, yeah. I try to throw, I don't mess with anymore at all now. But I think yeah. that's part of getting into crypto, though, as you see, Bitcoin went from five cents to $7,000 roughly now. And you go, gosh, if I could just get this one at a tenth of a penny. And it right. goes to a dime, you know, and so you're always hoping that's the situation. But we've seen, to me, over the years, we've seen now 4,000 cryptocurrencies come out. Yeah. And still no one's been able to match um, Bitcoin. I saw today an interesting article, and I can't remember the exact numbers. I wish I had that. It had how much it would cost to attack uh, crypto networks and the Bitcoin network. I'm thinking in my head that it would cost like a hundred thousand dollars an hour or something. It was a big number. Wow. Maybe it was a lot more than that. And then the second place was Ravencoin, which I thought was interesting hmm. at like maybe $10,000 and then Ethereum at like 8,000. I'm, I'm sure those numbers aren't correct, but probably the approximate distances from each right. other are. Um, so it was interesting to me that Ravencoin was harder to attack than Ethereum, which is the second biggest coin. And a lot of people like Ethereum, you know, so, so I don't know if that means anything either. Just a piece of information you put in the back of your mind and maybe someday it's useful. Well, it's good to know that it's expensive to at least go after Bitcoin. So hopefully. Well, well that was the whole concept behind Bitcoin. If you decided to attack Bitcoin, you know, and the only way you can attack Bitcoin is if you control 51% of the mining power. If you control 51% of all the mining of Bitcoin, you could pretty much change the ownership of some Bitcoin. Because oh, over 51% 51, over 51 of the machines are going to agree with the new rule. You know, because oh. the majority of machines have to agree. You know, they're all checking each other. They'll go, yeah, yeah, this is right. So if you were to do a 51% attack, the theory is, or I think this is what Satoshi Nakamoto said, is that it will cost you so much by the time you gained that 51% of the mining power that you'd be a billionaire. And if you destroyed it, you, you what would be your goal? To right. just like be poor all of a sudden? Because you're right. a billionaire because you've mined so much of it and you control so much of the mining power that you're literally a billionaire. So do you want to say, okay, I'm a billionaire now. Now let me make all these billions of dollars worth nothing. Yeah. You know, and finish my goal. Uh, the, the thing is at that point you go, what the hell with ruining this? I'm a billionaire. Why do I want to ruin it? You know? Exactly. Makes you realize how smart this guy was too. Who Satoshi Nakamoto, Nakamoto yeah, whoever. whoever. I mean, whoever they were, he were, or girl. Was, yeah. Girl. Whoever it was, it was very smart to come up with that, um, that system there. And the fact that, the harder it gets to more machines that are mining Bitcoin, the it's harder to mine. Yeah. You know, it gets harder to mine. And the less machines that are mining, the easier it is to mine because we need a block every 10 minutes. 
Yeah. And if they're mining it at a faster rate, because there's more machines, then we wouldn't be every 10 minutes. So we couldn't predict the having every four years. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to this that someone really, and it's, it's not that long of a white paper. I mean, you know, I read it on this podcast one time. It's not that long of a white paper, but it's a lot of good information in there. Makes it realize you thought it through. So we're talking about new tools, um, some exciting stuff. I know I've seen you posting about this. I signed up to be on the waiting list, but Fold, one of our favorite apps, is coming out. We like free Bitcoin. <laughs> we like free Bitcoin. Uh, we've like my kids now. It's a fun game because my husband's got it and I've got it. So every morning, they get to spin our wheel, oh, yeah. each each other's wheel, to see who gets what. My daughter got me a couple ten grand free ones yeah i've had a couple um, of tens matter of fact it's probably time for me to spin my wheel so you gotta spin it see if you can get that million dollar prize now but they're coming out with a credit card which i'm very excited about which will be the rewards will be in bitcoin so hopefully that's coming soon although i'm gonna say fold needs to up the gift card game because i know they've kind of been hit like target's been gone Home Depot's been gone. Like all these places that I really need gift cards for right now have all been gone, and they kind of need to they need to up their game up a little bit. I just got a disappointed. I just spin again, so I'm going for my second all spin right, here. We're spin. I got uh, five hundred dollars sat back. You know the problem is though, you're right. I got nowhere to spend that five hundred dollars, get that five hundred sats back because yeah. there's nothing I need. They haven't added anything new on there, and I'm pretty yeah. much stocked up on uh, Amazon cards and you know, things like that. So they need to up their game. But yeah, the the uh, the idea of doing the sats back card, credit card is a good idea. I'm not sure if it's a credit card or a debit card though, because it's a Visa oh, card. So they're saying- I assume card. debit yeah, but or I, credit. I, I don't know that for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like it says credit card, but I don't know that that really means credit card. It's a Visa. I do know that. And I do know you get sats back instead of mileage rewards. I do know yeah. that. But um, that's all I know. They had, did a survey though of yeah, I, I felt thirty thousand of their users, and the majority, like ninety five percent, said they'd switch. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that uh, Visa thing because I can use that at Costco. Yes, I was going to say at Costco. Yes, but you know the um, cash back or the cash app card. Yes, is a Visa too. It's a debit card, but it's a Visa card. Yeah, I, I got mine. I still haven't used it. I will say after my uh, little hoopla with cash, uh, getting everything set up, I do use it. I'm I'm following your lead, although we're not financial advisors, but I buy Bitcoin every single day. Get up. It's interesting. I've kind of, every time I think I've got a little bit figured out, like not to buy right away in the morning. Sorry, my dog is barking. Not to buy right away in the morning, and then it kind of goes down, and then that whole like I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'm gonna follow this, and then that goes out the window. But anyway, well, I do buy every day. I have, I feel personally that if you follow Coinbase, that the Cash app is behind Coinbase by a minute. I feel. Oh. So if you're sitting there looking at Coinbase on your computer and you pull up your cash app and coin and coinbase bitcoin's going down and you look at your cash app you'll see it going down too but it'll be behind interesting uh, coinbase so then when you see it stop and coinbase starts ticking up the cash app will keep ticking down so to me you can almost see if it's moving where the bottom is on it as before it goes back up you know but someone told me that and i didn't believe him i said i think you're wrong 
But then I started looking at with that in mind, and I think they were right that it is behind uh, Coinbase. So, you know, if you see Coinbase go to 5,900, you go, I'm getting ready to buy. You look at the cash app and it's going to be 6,000. I mean, it wouldn't be that far apart, but I mean, it's right. 5,912 dollars or something. Right. You know? So it'll be a little bit apart. But they tick in the same directions, but it seems like it lags behind Coinbase to me. Interesting. All right. I'll have to do that. But yeah, I've, I've been happy with, uh, with the cash app. I haven't tried to do any more of the bigger purchases. I've just, like I said, small, my goal right now is slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Um, there's also a company you're involved with. I know you mentioned it, uh, a while ago, and now it seems that they are actually open and ready. I, I tried to start to sign up for my account and then it just became too complicated and I quit. But uh, is Sway, is that what it's called? Swan. Swan, that's what Swan it is. Swan Bitcoin. Yeah, Swan Bitcoin is a place where you can go in, you can sync it with your your account, your bank account mm-hmm. or whatever. And every and you can say, I want you to purchase Bitcoin. You can say every day, every week, every month, whatever. Every paycheck, I want you to purchase a certain amount. And it'll automatically purchase it at whenever you choose to do it and put it in your wallet for you. So you've got it in the wallet. So it does dollar cost averaging for you without you having to keep up with it, without you having to think about it. So maybe maybe you get paid on, on Fridays and every Friday you want to buy $25 worth of Bitcoin. You know, you don't want to buy a lot, but you're going, hey, I need to get a little skin in the game. It'll do it automatically. And I believe the fees are going to be, I believe they've set the fees to be a little cheaper than uh, the cash app. Um, oh yeah so i'm a i'm a i don't know what i am with them i I own a small piece of the company and i'm an advisor for them um and then there we're we're getting ready to come out with uh a new thing where people can do uh iras and things like that with bitcoin and uh, oh that's cool yeah then i'll offer that so okay something new coming out soon so that's the next step that's going to come out so then is the wallet, where does the wallet reside? Do you move it then onto an, an external wallet? Well, like, is it just internally on their site? With their, their wallet's on your phone, I believe, but you can move it off oh. wherever you want. To. Okay. They also have, they started, this is their second project. Their other project is Give Bitcoin. I remember you talking about this. Yeah. So if you wanted to give someone some Bitcoin, like if you're, you know, let's say you're, someone my age and you don't know much about Bitcoin, you don't know a lot about computers, which I say that and I'm not being rude. A lot of older people don't use computers. They just don't don't have a need to. And so your grandson wants some Bitcoin. Well, you could go to this app on your phone and say, send to and put an email address for him. Here's my credit card number. Send him $25 worth of Bitcoin. And it would send the Bitcoin to him. And it actually... Uh, you could send it even as a kind of like a savings bond. It has a time lock on it. So you could say, I don't want him to spend this Bitcoin for six months or a year. I think a year is the limit, maybe. And it'll send it to him and say, you own some Bitcoin. You can spend it in a year. And you're hoping that by the time he gets it, maybe it'll be $150. You know, instead right. of $25 that you gave him. Kind of like a savings bond would go up. And then every month he gets an email or she gets an email that is about bitcoin a short email that explains another feature of bitcoin so hopefully by the time they unlock it they know something about bitcoin and now is that up and running or is that a project yeah, that was, they're still that was the first project that went live okay swan was the second project and then like i said the the um newest one will be the ira project 
but it's all run okay. by Corey Clipstein. Corey's a really smart guy and a really nice guy, and um, he lives out in California, out in the uh, what's that beach that everybody hangs out at, where they go skate all the time in California, like Venice Beach. Yes, yes, he lives not far. Okay, from L.A. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's a really nice guy though. So how's the Give Bitcoin project? Like, I'm assuming it must be doing well if they keep releasing stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, uh, that's not my deal. I don't keep up with yeah. the day-to-day stuff. I just do what I'm needed to do. And when we sell out, I make some money. That's yeah. when you're going to come back into yeah. the play, the picture. I think it's, uh, <laughs> in all honesty, I think it's being built that when Bitcoin goes through the roof, it's it's some, they're building it to sell it. You know, is what right. I, they haven't said that, but that's what I believe. And right. That's when, that's when I see something out of it, and that's when I'll keep up with it because it's really, I just do what I'm, you know, help them however they need help. You know what I mean? Right. No, that's awesome. So, any other Bitcoin news? And of course, I'll put links to all this stuff we're talking about too. And um, over at crypt, clarifyingcrypto.com. But anything else? news or anything else that we should be aware of in the like i said i know it's kind of a weird time everybody's just sitting back pre- waiting to it put their predictions in it is a weird time i've noticed though that bitcoin seems to be following the dow <laughs> if the dow goes up bitcoin goes up yeah i've noticed that too yeah which is uh weird since bitcoin's supposed to be uh the thing that uh, is there to help when the dow goes in the toilet you know so they seem to be more correlated than they should be I thought the same, like I was very um, unnerved when the stock market crashed in Bitcoin. It didn't, I, I mean, it went down, it went down significantly. And I was like, wait a minute, but this is, like you said, this is exactly what Bitcoin was created for. It's not supposed to do that. So I get we, we've never seen it in a recession. We don't know what it's going to do. There's the predictions, but, and I read up on that because I remember asking you about that. I'm like, well, but shouldn't it be? And a lot of it was people are cash nervous. So they want cash and they want to build cash. They had to cover their shorts. So they had to get money where they could get it. Exactly. Because you got to exactly. remember a lot of people who are invested in Bitcoin are also invested in the market. And a lot of them play both Bitcoins and the market. And so Bitcoin, yeah. their, their stocks, they got to cover their shorts and they got to get cash wherever they can. Yep. You know, so, and you, yeah. You got a lot of people out of a job now. Uh, I think you can have selling again, people that are out of work. Like we were talking earlier, some guy who's been putting his money in the Bitcoin, he was wanting to ride it to the moon and now he's got to feed his kids. You know, are you going to like, let your kids starve? Are you going to say, exactly, you know, if you're not able to work and you didn't have a lot of money in savings, you're either going to, you're either going to sell your Bitcoin or you're going to go rob a grocery store and get some food. Exactly. Exactly. I've seen more of that, to be honest with you. Um, more of people breaking into grocery stores and stuff. Because they say 95% of the population only has $400 in savings, which is equivalent to one week's paycheck, supposedly. So if that's the case, if those numbers are correct, and you've been out of work for three weeks, your kids are starting to get hungry, you know? Well, everybody's just waiting for their stimulus checks, printing some money. Just print some money and give it to them. So that's really great. So the people who are the poorest, don't have a bank account because they can't get a bank account because the bank doesn't want to mess with them. And so from what I understand, the rest of us, if we get any money that have IRS accounts hooked to our bank accounts, get our money this week. They are waiting on paper checks. It could be five weeks, five months before they get a paper check. So do you really think that person is going to wait for that stimulus check that long? 
I mean, are we getting ready to see a world full of hurt? Are we, will they sell their Bitcoin? Yeah, they will. They got to yeah. feed their kids, you know? So we could see a drop in Bitcoin from the people who are hodling. Since they're yeah. out of work now, they were planning on hodling, but they planned on making money. They exactly. They with no money at all and having, maybe they got $2,000 in Bitcoin, but they have no money, you know? Exactly. So, you know, that could, yeah, that's it's, an example of how it No, but, you know, I mean, I, I'm so grateful and it's just so funny because I have siblings and we definitely don't have this mindset and we all grew up in the same house. Although I think my dad started really focusing on <laughs> a last ditch effort on me, but um, just the importance of saving and the importance of delayed gratification and the importance of having that nest egg because it's frightening to me. And, you know, I almost, I almost had to learn the hard way. I was sure like I was in my early twenties when the whole, um, internet boom fell in the, in the early two thousands. And I was in that place. I was, I mean, I was rich in my eyes. I was making really good money. I bought a house, I'd bought a new car. I had all this stuff. And I realized that if I got laid off at that point, cause the company was crumbling that I had about a month's worth of savings that I could live off of. And that was it. And so it was a very eye-opening perspective for me of I've got it. And that's when I started getting involved in real estate and just realized I've got to take care of myself. And I'm so blessed that that happened to me at such a young age. Uh, because I know that there are people like with children and uh, with like thirties, forties, and they have nothing. And it's just crazy to me that you lose your job and instantly, I can't pay my rent or I can't pay this or I can't pay that. It's like, you have no money for rent and you've been out of a job for two weeks. Like, it's just, I, I really hope people wake up to it because it's, it's frightening how bam jobs are lost and everybody's broke. Yeah. Well, I, I do have some good news. I found out today that, uh, I had been approved by the small business administration for Did my you? PPP or whatever it is. So, okay. That's good. That's good news. And the bank said they have 10 days to finish everything. So, I don't know what that means exactly. That doesn't sound good. They could be out of money by the time 10 days is up, but the SBA has approved me. I've been submitted and approved, you know, so hopefully they move faster than that. That's you know, good. That brings people back to work because right. really, I mean, I'm getting free money, you know, so right. I could, and actually I'm even making money off the money from what I can figure. So I could actually have them come here and watch TV and, you know, it's better than having it at home. I mean, I, I don't have any work really for them since the retail stores are closed, but it's not costing me something. So I'll have to find some menial task to have them go online and edit Facebook pages. Well, I was just going to say, like, there's stuff online that you can have them do, right? Yeah. To help you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I can find menial tasks. I mean, you know, that they can do. You know, I've been wanting to write a book. Maybe I'll have one start writing the book for me. Tell them what to write. You know, send them there the, you go. I'll figure out something, but I can bring them back to work and they can make money. And that's the main thing. And I'll get something accomplished. So I'm just glad that uh, to find out that's going to happen and just hope that they don't spend 10 days from uh, approval date to get me uh, the money. Right. No, it's good though, too. That money, though. Do you know anyone who's gotten that money? No, um, I do know one person, and she went through a small bank out, out in St. Louis. I went through a small bank. I saw bank her get too. Yeah. So it seems the small banks like Wells Fargo shut it down already. They had such huge demand that if you didn't apply through Wells Fargo, as far as I know, right. um, I see they're needing to print more money because there's been such a demand for this. Well, sure. Who's not going to want it? 
Oh my God. I mean, exactly. Who's not, gonna want, who's not gonna want free money? And I think exactly. we've applied for some other kind of loan that's like almost no interest. And I got like 30 years to pay it back. I'm going, first of all, I'll be dead before I have to pay it back. And I think in five years that that interest rate, people will be going, I can't believe you didn't take that. You were an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're applying for that too. I think we got a notice today that they're going to dish out, like they have such a demand for it. They're going to start dishing out money. The email said like you 10,000 of it right away to people, you know, the, that applied for big amounts. So I'm not sure what the deal is on that. I'm waiting to find out. So yeah, they're going to be printing this stuff for a long time. Right. This, this money we've seen printed is nothing. And, and all of that is what is supposedly going to help the one Bitcoin be worth the retirement thing. So keep printing United States of America and we'll, <laughs> we're just going to keep collecting our, uh, our Bitcoin. So any other parting words, we always got to ask uh, Bitblock boom. We can see the sound. Well, this won't be uh, yeah. on video, but Bitblock boom, we are still good for August, right? We're still good for August. I still think this is going to be done by August. Trump is wanting to like get people back to work next week, you know? So yeah. if he's trying to get people, I don't, I'm not saying he's gone, but if they're feeling that optimistic, you know, we got to be talking into May. This is going to be over. You know, I would think. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. But, um, so hopefully, I, I I just can't believe this would still be going on in August. You know. And they can use cousins, cousins uh, for cousins for thirty percent. Yeah. All and right. So last that's weekend in August. Still going for August. We're still good. And of course, you will. We've talked about this before. Tickets will get refunded if somehow the yeah. coronavirus is still around. Uh, and then, um, and then four minute crypto, definitely follow you on four minute crypto for five days a week, posting about one news article news. in four minutes or less. It can't be easier. All right. <laughs> all right, Gary, as always, thank you so much. Hey, I enjoyed it. I always do. All right. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Adios. All right.